You know that was Devo, the band Devo. The Do you know about Devo? No. Do you, have you, okay, no. Devo was this like techno band that they got recruited to do the Rugrats theme song. That's why it sounds like the ba 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 ba. It's like really weird and techno-y and yeah. That's why it's so good. That's why, yeah. I mean, like it's, it's like it's um, really good. how what's the guy Sting does the movie soundtracks for Tarzan for so no, no. not Tarzan for um, Emperor's Collins. New Groove. Yes, and that's yeah. why it's so good. Forgive me, I got Sting and Phil Collins mixed up. <sighs> No, it's Phil Collins. The Disney composer gods. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this week's special uh, live stream episode of the Weekend Catch-Up Podcast. Y'all, I bought a webcam. Uh, it's been long overdue, just like me, to buy a webcam a full year after I actually needed one, the, mm-hmm. when COVID started. But we have a webcam now, and we're able to do these fancy schmancy live streams. Which you mainly do. Which I mainly do. <laughs> but since we have it, we're going to start doing it for the podcast as well. Cool. So, Are you going to do it for the Really Real podcast, too? I think we should. I think we should start you doing a, like, a live stream for the other podcast I do with Anson and Kara. I realized I do three podcasts a week, which is wild yeah. to me. That's yeah. That feels like too many. It's quite a few. <laughs> it feels quite like a, a lot. Uh, but we are back this week with a ton of stuff to talk about. Uh, I've got a few little hints in the episode description. We're going to talk about... The Rugrats reboot coming to a streaming service. Uh, the rug boot. The rug boot. <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, the torch ceremony for the Olympics, not allowing any hooting and hollering, which as someone who's adamantly pro hooting and hollering, I'm very upset about this, but I get it. Like the graduation kind, we went to and it. they were like, no hooping and hollering and no one hooped and hollered except one person. And it made me really sad. It made me really, really sad. You don't hoop and holler. But I'm, but I'm pro other people hooting and hollering. I want other people to do it. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about one bonus thing that Brie actually is going to go in completely cold with. She has no idea that we're talking about this or that we're going over the react. I want an authentic. I'm scared. I want an authentic reaction from you at this last do thing. Do I know anything about it? You are familiar with the culture of it and you're oh, familiar dear. with like the genre. So I just, oh, we're, no. we're going to preserve the nectar that is going to be your live reaction to this. It's going to be really good. That makes me really nervous. It's going to be fun. Oh, no. But first, let's talk about our weeks in pop culture. Do you want to go first? Or I'll go, go first. first? Okay, I'll go, go first. Yeah, go okay, so the the true crime community yes. got some really great Netflix documentaries this week. And yeah. we binge watched the documentary about the Cecil Hotel, is mm-hmm. the disappearance of the Cecil Hotel. Yes. And I know I'm smiling. It's actually a tragedy. Yes. It's but very bad. Um, it it was the most a- absolutely absurd like mm-hmm. community around this though, because it's all about internet sleuths mm-hmm. um trying to find out what happened to this girl that goes missing at this really horrible hotel in downtown LA. Right. And they have all of these just off the wall, like theories and everything. And so it's just internet loose giving their opinions for about four episodes. Like yeah. the whole thing could have been a succinct 30 minutes, but it's it's split up into like four hour long episodes. Yeah. Just because they lay out all of the weird internet theories. Yeah. And I, it's one of those things where the truth is just that, like, why are we... Why are we doing this? Yeah. Oh my gosh, was that yours? That was mine too. Oh my gosh, that was gonna be yours yeah, too. Okay, I mean, well let's talk about it. Yeah, let's let's go into it. So we're talking about <laughs> internet sleuthing. The, the disappearance <laughs> at the Cecil Hotel. It's definitely one of those documentaries that if you're into true crime, it's very interesting. Don't watch it with little whippersnappers because no. it's just 
it, it's not it's a roller coaster of not good things. So yeah, I think the thing that we got hot the we got hung up on though through the entire documentary is that it gives weight to all of these people who are effectively YouTubers. And I realize we're calling out people who are us Hush. right now, but it's giving a lot of weight to people who are extremely inexperienced and not at all detectives. And it's basically letting the internet throw wild conspiracy theories around yeah. this poor woman's like death. And then at the end of it, they finally, and I, I won't like spoil it. I, I don't know how to, like I won't give away how it ends, but it turns out all of them don't look good at all. Like all yeah. of the people who are speculating wildly through this entire Netflix documentary did not look good. And I felt like I was just losing my mind through it because well, it was, they were hour long episodes basically. And 45 minutes of the episodes were just people repeating the same like two yeah, theories. Right. And they would call it research and all of this stuff, but they would like sneak into the crime scene yeah. and do all this. Not good. Yeah. Not good at all. The actual circumstances of the whole thing are interesting enough without you trying to make it weird. Yeah. Like there, the Cecil hotel is really like, it's, it's pretty interesting when you mm -hmm. read up on it, just because it's got this, um, it's got Skid Row right beneath it. And mm -hmm. so that's a big community of homeless people in downtown Los Angeles. And so mm -hmm. that itself is really, really fascinating just yeah. to learn the history of that. But the the online sleuthing community was just driving us nuts. Yeah. <sighs> Well, so. and that's that's the big thing too is that this entire documentary is focused around the like tragic passing of one woman, but it's ignoring like the abject like hellscape that's right outside of this building. Yeah. And that's been like that was a hang up as well. There's just so many like little tiny things it it feels like people are hyper focused on one little detail when like the it's building is on fire picture. around yeah. them through this entire documentary. Um it just it's watch it. Watch picture. it if you're into true crime. It's the Netflix Elisa Lam Cecil Hotel documentary. Um, I think it's just called The Disappearance at Cecil Hotel. Yeah. So yeah. if you're into true crime, watch it. It's The Disappearance at the Cecil Hotel. That's really Again, fascinating. Learning all the stuff about Skid Row and yeah. the history of the hotel, like that stuff is so fascinating to yeah. me. We live near um, a haunted hotel. Mm hmm that we've been to a couple times. And it's just, it's interesting to learn the history of things like that. Yeah. But then, you know, something bad happened and yeah. ugh, gosh. It's, it's a lot, it's a it's lot. It's a lot, but we learned that we hate internet sleuths. Yeah, so not a big fan of just the random. An well, and they, they end up ruining a guy's life basically yeah. because they found out that this guy basically stayed in the hotel a full year before this woman like passed away there. Yeah. But because he was just, like correlated some way to it, just overlapping in where they stayed, they were convinced that he like killed her. So they like internet bullied this guy. Yeah, the they point... like cyber bullied him. Yeah, so these people have no idea what they're doing and it was just extremely Ooh. frustrating to watch. Yeah. But it kind of makes you appreciate the like investigative process that the actual experienced people have to go through yeah. and how like ultimately sometimes the conclusion you arrive at isn't necessarily something that makes a good movie. But yeah. it's, it's sad. Like, it's just a sad story. Uh, but it, it has a lot of angles to it. So It does. It's really, really fascinating. Yeah. We're talking about how sad it was, but it really is really fascinating mm -hmm. when you, I don't know, just go into the history of downtown LA and yeah. everything like that. It was really, really interesting. Yes. So let's but shift gears. On to something happy, right? Into something happy. So let's jump into it. The Rugrats are coming back. 
Nickelodeon, the are coming back. Nickelodeon has announced that they're re- reuniting the original voice cast, which I think is is huge. Isn't, oh yeah, Nickelodeon. So wait, okay, confused because it says Paramount Plus. So yes. does Nickelodeon own Paramount? So I think that Paramount, I think it's reversed. I think Paramount owns Nickelodeon. Okay, so this is going to be a new series on Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Yes, so they're bringing which the Which I don't know back. what else Paramount owns, so I think it's probably just going to be this one show, right? <laughs> I think okay. that they have a lot under their roof. Uh, but basically, we'll see. Basically, the gist of it, the Rugrats are back. They're being brought into a um, different animation style that kind of has like computer-generated animation. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's like papery. Yeah, it's papery. Uh, they're debuting on Paramount Plus, which is kind of the streaming service for Paramount that launches on March 4th. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's something that's crazy. Brie, the last episode of The Rugrats aired 17 years ago. 17 years ago. To the point, That's really shocking. To, to the point that I saw someone um, who is younger than us on social media talk about this trailer and they were like, oh, I can't wait to watch this. I love vintage TV shows and cartoons. <gasps> and no! when I tell you no. that oh, reading I that. I muted myself. Ah, oh, gosh. When I, when I tell you that when I read that and I just became a dust cloud in the wind, um, it really was not a good time vintage for me. TV I, I did not like no. that at all. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Okay, well, I have a lot of opinions about Rugrats, are you ready? Yes, please. So I don't know about this one because I watched it basically from the beginning. Okay. Like it came out, I think, two years before I was born. This is a huge part of my actual identity. Sure. Rugrats is. Yes. So I, I, I'm excited that there's going to be like a new audience for it, but I don't like. I don't know these characters. These are different characters to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the voice of Chucky is actually different than the original Chucky. What? So they had two voice actors play Chucky. Did you know that? I didn't know that at all. Yeah. So uh, you can, where I stopped really liking it and watching it and kind of aged out of it is when they brought in the second Chucky, which is this Chucky. Okay. So the original voice actress, like, retired. She okay. was she was Chucky longer than this Chucky. Okay. So she, the the Chucky that you're imagining mm-hmm. is probably not this Chucky. It's the original one. I'm and their shook. voices are slightly different and I'm it's just shook about that actually. So this is the Chucky that I don't like. Like the when it switches to the episodes with the different Chucky, this is the point at which I don't like. So I'm know. terrified now. I had no idea that they had a different Chucky. That's they wild. They did. The original actress, uh, I guess, just, um, she was huge. She did the voice of Babe. Um, she, what? She retired, yeah, in uh, 2001, I think. So she did this role for yeah. 10 years. That's a big deal. Yeah, it is. Okay. So she's not, it's not her, because she passed away. Wow. All right. Yeah, but it's, it's this other person. Okay, so, well. It's different, Chucky. Yeah. And so that that is, is that going to color the experience too much for you to enjoy? I think so. Really? I think so. Like once it switches Chucky's, that's when I stop watching. Okay. Carter on the stream is commenting. He makes a good point. What about Rugrats all grown up? Ugh, they they need didn't to make it better. Let's make Rugrats all grown up, but let's pretend like the they didn't do the first one. Okay. Where the plot lines are not for eleven year olds. Right. Yeah. They're like 
supposed to be teenagers, but they're like getting into like Degrassi esque like yes. misadventures, yes. which felt really weird. And, and they of- have too much like freedom, like they're walking <laughs> yeah. down the street, just like loose. Chucky loose like children. owns a coffee shop or something. It's insane. No. I'm not gonna get my shipment of beans. <laughs> yeah, it, like yeah, no, he works at the coffee shop, and I think he's twelve. <laughs> and I'm like child labor um, laws being broken on Rugrats all um, grown up. Oh yeah. gosh, yeah. Ugh. But they like go to the arcade and all that stuff, and yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, so if you know. were to assign, like, there was like a boy with a moped that was driving Kimmy around, and she's yeah. eleven. Not good. I'm like, no, not good. No, no. Um, Char or Chaz. I said Charlie. Chaz. Chucky. Chucky. Chucky yes. steals like someone's Christmas tree and ruins their Christmas, and this is not like like this is a teen thing. This yeah. is like. It's a teen show. Kind of own it. It's a teen show. It's not right. Right. (laughs) But anyway, I wish they'd redo that. But we'll see, though. Uh, So, like, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being just like overly excited for this, where are you at as of right now? Again, seven. We don't know like when this is dropping. We know that the Paramount streaming service that this is supposed to be on comes out on the fourth. Uh, So, we'll just have to see what this is going to look like, you know. I'll tell you this. I will watch every episode. Okay. I will watch every episode. I'll watch it when it comes out and I will pay for Paramount Plus. <laughs> I don't know that I'm that excited about it just because the originals right. are so good. Yeah. That like be... up through season like seven mm-hmm. is amazing. I have to wonder if this is kind of a, a foreshadowing event of maybe they're just going to rehash in sort of a different like animation style all of the shows from our childhood, like Jimmy Neutron, SpongeBob. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Fairly Odd Parents. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that this is how they're rebooting Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh, okay. Because that's also a Nickelodeon show, so they are doing a whole new reboot of Avatar, where they're going to make shows in the Avatar Last Airbender, not Avatar Avatar. Yeah. They're making um like a whole universe surrounding that with all these different shows, which is so okay. cool because like the bending universe and all that. I'm excited so, about that, but I hope that they keep the animation style from like original Avatar. I well, think that they that would, in on this one. I know, but I think that that would throw me off watching Avatar in this sort of style of animation. I don't know that I could handle. They that. love to switch animation styles. They do. They do. Yeah. Well, uh, was there was a show called American Dragon Jake Long? Mm-hmm. Was that on Nickelodeon? American Dragon Jake Long. I th- let like me they do some did it. They did here. the show half. In one animation style, then they like paused for a year and brought it back mm-hmm. in a different animation style. Yeah. Uh, so it was a television series. Disney. Oh, it's on Disney. Disney so that one might be on Disney Plus for us to watch. Yeah. yeah. So it you can see the different like styles of it. It was mm-hmm. really weird. Yeah. Very, very um, bizarre. Yeah. But anyway. Yep. Let's shift gears. We're going to talk about the Olympics. Brie. Are you going to leave Chucky up there? I think I'm going to get rid of Chucky. So we're going to nuke Chucky. Get hey. rid of Chucky. No hooting and hollering at the Olympics. So basically, the yeah. Tokyo Olympics have been rescheduled because last year, uh, the a little thing called the global coronavirus pandemic happened, uh, and we weren't able to get the 2020 Olympics. Let me throw the 2020 uh, Tokyo logo up on the stream. Yeah, you were telling me the logo was really good. Oh, it looked so good. I don't know. It's too modern. No, People are going too modern. It looks so good. No, I I completely and totally disagree. <laughs> uh, look look at this. Look at this logo. It looks perfect. It's it's mm. perfect. Mm. It's it's the two. It's the Olympic rings and their their circles. And then the last one. 
It's the sun from the Japanese flag. It looks so good. The Japanese. It I, it just looks, it looks really good. But all of that being said, they've had to reschedule the Tokyo Olympics to this year. So they've pushed it back. And now we're in this position where we're having to figure out, okay, there's all of these Olympic ceremonies, all of this pomp and circumstance that happens. What do we do now that we can't really like you have so many screens up. How do you keep track of all of this? I, I, you know, I just use my weaponized. Um, I don't know how you're talking and clicking around. That's insane. I have like a weaponized bad attention span. So it actually helps in this case. <laughs> so I can bounce back and forth. Uh, but we've been sort of rescheduled for the Tokyo Olympics. But there's all of this tradition and all of these different things that are involved in getting the Olympic Games up and going, mm-hmm. including the famous Olympic torch relay. So this is going to be happening all across Japan. I've never seen it. You've never seen the relay? No. It's a big deal if the relay goes through your town. They're using it as a way to sort of commemorate. Oh, didn't they do it on... Um... They did it on an episode of King of the Hill. Yes! yes. <laughs> and Hank drops the re- drops the thing. And, and then, then they relight it with a cigarette butt. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron says that if we were talking architecture... He'd be with you and say that modern is blah, but this logo is tight. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate that. I completely Mm. and totally agree. It looks so good. (laughs) It just looks good. Mm. Um, So the torch is first going to go through regions of Japan affected by the 2011 earthquake and tsunami marking the disaster's 10th anniversary before traveling around, quote, every corner of Japan. Now, here's the deal with this. Uh, They're telling people that you can watch from the sidelines if you're going to be like celebrating the torch race, but they're telling people to stay home if they feel unwell and spectators are also told to support with applause or by using distributed goods rather than by shouting or cheering. So they're saying basically supposed to be more reverent. No, they're saying basically like they don't want to have airborne. Yeah. They're, they're saying that don't get your spittle on everyone when you're cheering for the torch passing by you during the Olympic torch relay, which I can definitely get behind. I understand that, but I think that that bumps up against everyone's natural inclination to hoot and holler. And it just makes me sad that we're still not at a hoot and hollering phase of this whole can craziness. Can you wear a mask and hoot and holler? No. I think that it's just, it's like risk. Um, it's like- You can double mask. You can double mask. No, right, this is don't follow any of our advice. In this. No, please don't, we'll get in trouble probably. Um, yeah, so basically, they're probably going to distribute. Do you remember the like the stadium clacker thingies from like yeah. baseball games? I could or see the them the, or the cowbells. I think it'd be really rad to give a bunch of people cowbells as the torch is going by. That'd be really cool. But it's, it's kind of just this like weird, um, this weird phase of our new life post slash during pandemic where the way that we celebrate milestones like this is going to look different for question mark like a long time. Um, a lot of probably non-vocal celebrations, like using cowbells. But I welcome mm. the cowbell change. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, there are some things that have come out of this that I'm like, okay, we we probably shouldn't have been doing that in the first place. Yeah. Like handshakes. Yeah. You just swapping swapping your germs, you know. I like, I understand that, and I'm also doing away with my tradition of sharing a drink with every stranger I meet during my day. I think I'm just going to stop doing that, like mm, letting everyone drink after me. Quit doing that last year. Going to continue. You're going to go. You're I'm, not going to do that. <laughs> not going to go anymore. Can't do that in public. No, nope, can't do that. <laughs> not going to do that. Mm. But uh, it's like, going to be. Can you can you imagine blowing out a birthday candle? No, I can't imagine doing that now. And that's like. 
I've my brain has been permanently but wired honestly, differently. Why were we now. doing that? My brain's been wired differently now. I think to just everyone be should get a out. birthday fan and just fan it out. I mean, like, or wouldn't that like <laughs> catch other things on fire though? Maybe you see all the videos of like balloons going up or people like getting their hair caught on fire by birthday cakes. It's I did crazy. see that. I saw someone reenacting a TikTok where they were playing with a lighter and then it caught their hair on fire. <laughs> Don't play with lighters. That's Don't play just, with fire. Don't yeah. play with fire, you guys. So the Olympic torch relay will be happening, um, but the entire 2021 Olympic Games for Japan is going to be this weird sort of COVID guideline events, and I think for good reason, but it's yeah. going to be something that we haven't seen before yet. We haven't seen how the Olympics are going to handle uh, coronavirus. We've seen how the NBA can do it. The MLB can do it. The NFL. We just had the Super Bowl happen. I'm curious because I've, I've heard that the Olympic Village, they just kind of swaps bid in there. So it's, Yeah, it'll it's be interesting, interesting to see how like housing is different. How <laughs> Probably it's going to be way different. <laughs> I, I, it's just going to be a weird, weird event. The times, they are a change in. So we'll have to see where we go with it. But Brie, as we are coming to the end of the episode. Okay. I have uh, something that I want you to look at with me. So this is <laughs> this is a Netflix official musical that I want to get your initial impressions on. Are you ready for this? It's a church camp musical. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for the church camp musical? <laughs> what about this is church? He's a bad kid. They talked about social services at the start, which... <laughs> Apparently means he's bad. He's a bad kid. He's a bad kid. She's a preacher's daughter. Oh, is she really? This summer. No, I, <laughs> I don't know. I promise you she'll be a preacher's daughter in this. I need to point out right here. No, sorry. No, I need to point out right here. He is rocking the signature hoodie under leather jacket bad boy combo, which is shorthand in every movie for he's He got trouble. that from Rue 21 and it's connected. <laughs> What about this is church, though? It's church camp. I don't see any church elements in this at all. This is just camp. No, this, your church didn't do choreographed musicals. That weren't related to God at all? That weren't related to God at all. There's a Michael W. For King oh, and Country, oh, okay. Amy Grant, Stephen Curtis Chapman, Michael W. Smith and How more. did they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome, um, and it's going to be perfect. See, I thought this was going to be a movie about Bridge to Terabithia. Why and, did you immediately uh, go to Bridge to Terabithia? Because it looks like Bridge to Terabithia in the very beginning, and then I saw them, like, at... First of all, none of these shorts would be allowed. <laughs> <laughs> none modest, of the swimsuits would be Modest allowed. is hottest, babe. Come on. <laughs> I didn't see anybody having to wear a big T-shirt over their, over their two-piece. Oh, no. Well, maybe Camp a Week Away is different. Maybe they're maybe they're a little bit more. And then relaxed. they've got the principal from every movie. In That's this. the guy. I'm, he's funny because he was in Anchorman, and he plays a super raunchy character. I've never character seen Anchorman, in Anchorman, and I didn't. I didn't. I thought Anchorman was a superhero for a long time. No, turns out he's not. <laughs> he's not a superhero. Ron Burgundy is not a superhero. Um, but yeah, we we start with, and I really don't appreciate how they were like. We have a social services file on him, meaning like. He's a bad kid because he's a bad like, kid because so why would you of the that? decisions of his parents yeah, like of, of life happening around him he's a bad kid so <laughs> I also like that there's a kid here wearing full on pajamas at camp like yeah. a pajama shirt that would never happen would you not no why you don't wear a pajama shirt and pajama pants you wear pajama pants and a t shirt that's funny because 
in college i wore pajamas as often as i possibly could so a pajama could... t like top what is what are you qualifying as a, is that a pajama well, top no that he's wearing? no at the very end it's the it's it... all right well that's the, we can we can get there but overall what's your initial impressions crimson angels i need to watch this 80 times crimson there's angels like, there's so many well first of all crimson angels that's that a sounds, scary visual. That sounds hellish. Crimson yeah, Angels not, sounds like it does, it's a negative yes. thing. You would want, like, you would get demoted. Azure Apostles. Yeah, the Azure Apostles. As, Azure. If as, you're a bad Azure. kid at camp, do you get demoted from an Azure Apostle to a Crimson Angel? Like, do they have, Probably. do they have, like, an angel and, like, demon team for all oh of their camp gosh. games? This is insane. <laughs> yeah, none of these shorts. Oh, spaghetti straps? Nope. That wouldn't happen. <laughs> Yeah, clearly those, those shorty shorts and spaghetti straps. No, clearly no. their costume designer hang wasn't. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. Oh no, uh, where? Did... You're saying that he's wearing like a t-shirt, like a sleep, a sleepy t-shirt. Yes, he is wearing a sleepy t-shirt. Okay, well, we so... keep passing by it. It's fine. It's, it's it fine. doesn't matter. I'm just it's having whatever. this up on the stream. Also, so this for is people like a. Um, is this a romance movie? It's like a musical. It's a church camp musical. So for you listening afterwards on the oh, podcast. Oh, he is Todd Packer. That's yeah. who he is. We're talking about A Week Away. This is a Netflix original musical set at a church camp. Camp A Week Away? Camp A Week Away. Um, and it's- Because you're just a week away. He's a, he's a troubled youth. He's a troubled youth that I think his parents are dead. <laughs> I think somehow that makes him a bad kid. That makes him a bad kid. We kind of got a preview in the trailer of like the third act. He the looks sort of, really like a young Zac Efron. We got a trailer like preview of the third act where there's this weird conflict between him and his sister in Christ love interest. Sister in Christ love um, interest. I, I that, that. Okay. You yeah. He's, he was wearing like a proper like sleepy shirt yeah yes. i get that okay. okay yeah here we go finally i saw it i was like watching it like a hawk but get ready everyone uh if you've ever been to church camp you know exactly what this movie is going to be like um it's going to be a lot of sweaty games where people like eat goldfish or something oh and my gosh why did we eat goldfish i don't know but i'm i feel that was still thing. that's I, wrong yeah i feel like there were just some youth leaders who were like i really hate goldfish so i'm gonna make it weirdly acceptable for these kids to eat goldfish. <laughs> yeah, well, didn't pie like in the face. I mean, pie in the face is fine. Pie in the face was fine, but the goldfish stuff, meh. Weirdly enough, I could see Todd Packard in this docu in this documentary. In this, this is a church camp documentary. This is the um, no Azure No way there Apostles. would be spaghetti straps allowed. I'm just saying. I'm trying to like stop the camera. I'm trying to stop the stream and like see what the different titles are. So like we've got Maximus. There's, there's like different like tribes. Uh, yes. Carter drinking soda out of a sock. Yes, all of the, all of the weird like try to smell like the smelliest kid's armpit for as long as you could. Just gross, like like baby fear factor games, basically. Baby fear factor is right because it's church camp, and that's what you do there. You learn about Jesus and you do gross stuff because oh, that's man. preparing you for life, I guess. Well, okay, let's talk for a second about how um, Christian movies are not usually good. Yes. Should we talk about that for a second? They're usually they're, awful. They're usually terrible. They're usually bad. Okay. Yes. And I, I production, and this one is produced by Netflix. So production quality wise, this I looks think, incredible. This looks like a gazillion dollar really movie. It looks really solid. I think that if anything, this is going to be Christian, maybe in like weird Hollywood interpretation only. I don't think that it's yeah. going to be very like, I'm not expecting a theological lesson from this movie. I'll say that. 
I think it's going to be sort of like Christian and name only. That's kind of a fun. See, I didn't go to church camp like this when I was this old. Okay. I went when I was younger than this. And then when we got to this age, we would go to like, what were they called? Like, like um, conferences where we just like sat okay. there and. Conferences. Like, yeah, we went to conferences. And that we, sounds so boring. It was. It was like three-hour sermon, and then it would be an hour of worship, and then a three-hour sermon, cool. and then an hour of worship, or something like that. And yes. it wasn't fun like this. No. Well, this this does this does look fun. Uh, Aaron is saying that this looks like a walk to remember. It absolutely and, does. And bridge to Terabithia. And bridge to Terabithia, weirdly in enough. The first, in the first shot, I was like, is this a bridge to Terabithia remake? No, this is... This is a Walk to Remember remake, but with music from the stylings of For King and Country and Amy Grant and Michael W. Smith. That's, you, you can't get past that. It's so good. Dang. It's going to okay, be perfect. Okay, well, this is wild. Predictions for one. How do we think this movie is going to be received? Like, because Netflix oh. is in a weird space because they had like well. Cuties last year, which was like, <laughs> Cuties. it was not Golly. good. Did they pull it off? Did they pull I think it's off? still on there. Don't watch Cuties. It's it's we, not good. We haven't watched it. I'm, yeah, I haven't watched it. From everyone that I like trust in terms of reviews, they're saying it's as bad as everyone was saying. Yeah. Uh, but from going from like Cuties to now going into like Michael W. Smith church camp movie. They're going the opposite direction. Feels like they're going the opposite direction. They're um, pivoting. It's a hard pivot. It's a hard pivot into the Jesus camp territory. Well, not Jesus camp because that's not, <laughs> it's not no, what this is at that's all. That's also a documentary. I yeah. Yeah. I just don't know. I think this is going to be a way to get music from Michael W. Smith and for King and Country in front of people. I want to know all of the background information on this. How did this come about? I yeah. want to know every. I want to. I wish I had been in every single production. Well, there, for this there's movie. like a Netflix for Christians, like called Pure Flix. What? Yeah. Do there you know about what? Pure Flix? Yeah. There's Pure Flix. It's where like Why all don't of we the. Have it? It's where all of the God's Not Dead movies are at. Why don't yeah. Because those movies aren't good. <laughs> Yeah, but dang, none of those movies are good. That's why we don't spend how much money is on it. it. Is it, how much is it monthly? I don't know. It's probably like seven dollars and seventy-seven cents monthly or something like that. That's funny. That yeah. was funny. But I'm surprised that this isn't like a Pure Flix production. Or I would be shocked if Pure Flix doesn't have a knockoff version of this coming soon, right? Like you've got to know that that's on its way. So. I don't know. What else is this girl in? Because she's in something else that I know very well, but she was a young, young kid in it. Oh, well, I mean, like, this is clearly kind of a... If they made this back in the early aughts, this would be Demi Lovato and Zac Efron. Like, that's who... Yeah. These people, to me, are, like, stand-ins. They seem actually that age, though. Yeah, they they seem close to that age. Yeah, of, like, Which is good, because I feel like age. they did that a lot when we were younger, where they would have the person be, like, 30 years old, and they would be yeah. in high school. Well, do you remember, like, <laughs> you can go back and look at set photos, or, like, just stills from the movie Grease, where, like, the guy is 40 years old, and it's like, this is supposed to be a 16-year-old. It's, <laughs> it's just, not happening. He's got, like, full 5 o'clock shadow. <laughs> oh, golly. Yeah, so, uh... Pack up your your Bibles. Pack up your boys' adventure Bibles. Uh, get ready. And your shorty shorts. And your shorty short. Well, and you're not too short. Like, what is no. it? You have to like. Do you measure like your fingertips to your like shoulders? Like what? Yes. You where, measure like, your fingertips how, to your shoulders. And what you did you measure? Stand up. Stand, stand up. up. Stand up. Okay. And then it has to. You got to have it be fingertip length. Oh, so it has to like your yeah. your arms fully stretched. Your arms elongated. Your, your shoulders have to be relaxed. Shoulders relaxed. 
fit. Oh, you can't like hike your shoulders up. Was no. that a trick that girls would do is like yeah. hike their shoulder? Yeah. Wow. A trick. Also a, known as there sneaky, aren't shorts that are that sneaky sh- tricks. <laughs> sneaky tricks. More like those are the shorts. That so we then have. did you just have to have like baggy shorts then? Like did mm, everyone have like basketball I'm thinking, shorts or the old Navy Bermuda shorts? Oh, man. That if rocks. you were able to find something in between that then you were the popular you girl. ruled you ruled the camp you ruled the camp you were the you were this girl you were the protagonist and by camp i mean conference yeah you were the protagonist you were the main character if you i were. could never find shorts that were right so you were never- my shorts were always just a little too short and i just would like pull, pull, pull you just you just rolled with it okay i did well there you go i never got in trouble that's fine um, well actually yeah i did but so, it's fine <laughs> so it's fine getting to it one, my first question for you, mm-hmm. how well do you think this is going to be received? Do you think that people are going to dig this, no. either ironically or unironically? I don't think this is going to be like a teen beach movie situation where people have like a secret real following of it. I think this is just, it's going to be something that probably people will laugh at. Okay. What do you think? I, I think that. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think that. I don't want anything to fail. I mean, like, I think this is a fun looking movie. I don't, I'm not necessarily rooting against it. I'm just still a little baffled by who they're trying to pick up with this because I would think that a lot of people, like last year, quit Netflix permanently and because aren't coming back. So I don't know necessarily like the remaining audience. Who's this gonna be? Certainly not for us. Like this. Well, isn't maybe a they are trying watch. to reach us because there are so many people that grew up in that culture. That's true. Especially yeah. where we're from, everybody grew up in this kind of culture. So yeah. it maybe they're trying to reach people that are left. Okay, <laughs> the left behind. The left behind. <laughs> the left behind audience. Yeah. Gosh. Okay. Well, we'll see. I really did listen to Left Behind the Kids series. It was terrifying. My next question for you. Yes is final impressions what do you think about this i'm gonna watch it you're gonna watch it <laughs> do you want to assign like a from the cuff numerical rating for this out of 10 uh four four okay that's that that's probably four. fair four the four core, i don't have any looks great i don't have any metric for choreography but they are doing just, a lot I of things in the, sync together i and know that's what impressive. the script is gonna be you know okay. i just yeah. know what it is and it's not gonna be realistic at all so yeah. i think that that's where it's gonna get hung up this looks like a scene from bridge to terabithia okay this, yeah right like here. the garden scene yeah 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 do you think there's gonna be like a lot of biblical like parallels like they're in the garden there oh and maybe like maybe he has a friend who's like the serpent (laughs) the devil or something (laughs) no i hope not hope not oh man well thank you guys for watching our live stream and for listening to the podcast that garden there it's a camp I mean, I, I don't know. Do they this, have a secret romantic garden does, in every camp? This does look very lush. And maybe this is going to be like leading up to maybe a sort but of. But is this going to be as good as Freddy? As Fred. The, oh, the, the locally made <laughs> Bentonville, Arkansas. That's so, that's such a niche reference that I don't know. If it's on Netflix. <laughs> Isaac, it's on Netflix. That's true. Yeah. It's yeah. not just a niche thing. So, it's on Netflix. And it has Candace Cameron Burr in it. It does. Well, her voice. She's yeah, not she's actually the robot. It. She's, she's the just robot. her voice. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching the stream and for listening to the podcast. Uh, this podcast is going to launch tomorrow. Do us a favor, share the stream, and keep hitting the comment section. We're going to be hanging out with you uh, today on the stream. So let's continue talking about how we think this movie is going to be. Tell us about your favorite camp memory. Yes. Tell us about 
how you had to put the egg in the hose and then blow it in someone's face. Yes, that's that's another one. Give us your best and worst camp game experiences. Camp, it could be youth group. Camp, youth group, youth whatever. Group let's better. let's hash it out in the comment section. Aaron is saying, I'm gonna guess there are zero theological gleanings from this. Gleanings from this, I would agree. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Probably.